Honey, the podcast. You want a sensitive touch for your sensitive lady body. That's how we're starting today. All right. All right. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> to another episode of the Sweetest Honey podcast, where we sing our own renditions of tampon commercials. Tampons. Tampons. Yeah, it's my favorite when uh, that chick from We're the Millers calls it tampons. <clears throat> I don't remember that movie enough to get the reference. Oh, well, that's fine. I mean, like, we saw it, but... Eh. Yeah. Eh. Eh. It's How fine. are you doing? What's new? I'm great! I'm great! I um can't think of a whole lot that's new, hmm. um, per usual. I feel like I do this every week. Mm-hmm. You um, think you'll be prepared. Oh, um, our little pup had surgery and mm-hmm. got his little tumor removed, mm-hmm. and it wasn't cancer, so that was good. It's not the tumor. No, and uh, he's he's doing great. Yeah. Yeah. He's gotten extra love and stuff. He has. He is so my least favorite dog of the four, and um, he has been attached <laughs> to my hip, so we've been cuddling yeah. a lot, and I've been petting him a lot, yeah. giving him lots of kisses. Yeah. And he has been doing dumb shit because that's what he does when I'm nice to him is he just forgets all of the boundaries that we set for him. And he's like, oh, no, it's fine. The mean one's being nice to me. Mm. So that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, I am writing some training material and taking all of the gendered terms out of it. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. uh, to be able to shed some light on that and making sure that there are plenty of people of color represented within the book as well. So... I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's it. Okay. That's it for me. What What's new for you, Hunnikins? Oh, boy. Other than your 472 plants. <gasps> I have so many house plants. Okay, that might be an exaggeration. It's not really, but like I counted the other day, and I think that there's like 16 plants. 16? I think there's 16. <laughs> but Yo, you have I to didn't count know. all of the fucculents, I didn't, though. I didn't know. <laughs> I so know. we've got the panda plant, and then we have... <laughs> Five succulents, a cactus, that's already seven. We have Kate, the golden. We have Cindy, Cali, Arizona. Gay. We have another neon. What else? Oh, gosh. I found another pothos the other day. And I, I'm, oh, and then Holden, the ivy plant. Yeah. That's 15 plants. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that um, our niece gave us. Did you count that one? No. And then, yes. So she gave me a little pup from her Chinese money plant. And it is the cutest little thing. And I'm so scared that I'm going to kill it. It is 16. That's the 16th baby. Oh, Lord. Well, technically it's the 15th. And then the new pothos is the 16th mm. baby. So that has brought me a great deal of joy. Yeah. Um, it has filled the void in my heart. I no oh. longer need people anymore ever. So like, I've got <laughs> dogs and I have lots of plants mm. um, and many varieties of tea. So like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I have been having horrendous nightmares um, on my <laughs> antidepressants. It's true. And I realized that it's influenced by the type of things that I watch or hear before I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So now my new circadian um, rhythm is that my 
body is ready for sleep or something sleep adjacent around 2 or 3 a.m. Mm. And I'm up again somewhere between like 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock in the morning. Mm. <clears throat> or whenever you get up to do stuff because it's never really truly like back to sleep from that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so that's been interesting. But I've, I have really violent nightmares okay so <laughs> allison has been giving me so much shit about this because she's a dick but i was I'm watching <laughs> okay i was watching the oj simpson reenactment series on netflix before i went like that's the last thing that i watched before i went to sleep the other night and i had a dream that i had physically assaulted my wife and i woke up so sad and so upset because they're so vivid and they stay with me so it's more like a memory than remembering a dream yeah and you apparently had slept with like my first high school boyfriend Ew. that I Ew, lost my virginity to years later and you had slept with him and I was pissed off with you about it. And I, I guess little Scrappy had to put the paws on you because like I beat your ass in that dream. <laughs> Y'all, she said she pushed me down and kicked me. I did. Like the fuck? I don't know. I felt really, really oh bad. Oh my God, you should. I felt so bad. <laughs> but at the same time, the part in the OJ Simpson trial was uh-huh. after we had heard the 911 call mm-hmm. when she called the cops on him and he was like kicking down her door. Mm-hmm. And then she's freaked out screaming like, he's going to kill me. He's going to kill me to the 911 operator. Mm-hmm. It was after we knew that he murdered her and the guy allegedly. and they found her on the stairs or whatever. <laughs> allegedly. Um, I, I still cannot believe that it is the most fascinating story to me because of how stupid everybody who could have convicted was like, but he's so cool. Cause it's OJ. And I was like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Bud. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- yeah, it, it was, it was weird. So I was able to kind of make connections between what my brain was doing in my dreams and mm-hmm. connect it back to what I was experiencing or seeing before i fell asleep but they're still not pleasant dreams to have so my remedy for that downloaded an animal planet app and was watching like how cute or some shit that was just like literally a show about puppies and that's the last thing that i watched the other night no nightmares (laughs) (laughs) well i'm glad that uh you didn't continue to beat me in your dreams um i really don't think that's funny like you think it's so it's scary because it's so vivid so like I wake up and I'm just like yeah. reaching for you and trying to like orient myself to where I am because I'm like <laughs> is that something that happened yeah it, it was not well if you actually did beat me in my sleep I didn't know uh no you but were a- no you were very much awake mm. in my dream I gotcha uh when i attacked you (laughs) (laughs) apparently you like to pet me in my and i don't really ever remember it but uh (laughs) i think that it's nice even if i can't remember it you like (laughs) it um and uh, it's not just a creepy thing that i did but you always respond to it even if you are asleep so sometimes you'll like shift your body so that like i can reach more of your back or like you make sounds when I do it, but you don't ever remember that I'm bothering well, you. Well, apparently I like you. I know I like to give Even you Even in kisses. my sleep, my You're subconscious. So you uh, like it. I do like it. Yeah. Another thing that um, I realized was 
like I've also had other nightmares uh-huh. and this is what really made it connect for me that it was what I was watching or hearing before I went oh, to sleep yeah. because I was also I it was like two or three nights in a row that I had a dream that you were trying to divorce me babe <laughs> I'm gonna need you to tone this shit back well it doesn't have anything to do with me but think about the things <laughs> that we watch like we watch married at first sight yeah. and every episode probably multiple times are our couples going to get are they going to stay married or are they going to get a divorce so when you hear that so many times and it just kind of is hanging back in your subconscious like my brain just builds around that yeah and that's really weird right and then tim we've been watching temptation island oh yeah where you know are you gonna leave together or leave by yourself or with someone Right. So it doesn't, (laughs) it's not really that surprising when you can pinpoint why your brain does that. Yeah. Because you had even asked me if that was a way that I I actually felt. And I I was was so worried. I said, no, I don't really feel that way. And then it took a couple days of me thinking, oh, well, it's because this is what we're doing before I go to sleep. That made me feel so much better. Because I was like, why is my wife subconsciously thinking about this like multiple times? And then also the side effects of... You know, your antidepressant mm-hmm. with it being, you know, those vivid dreams vivid, and crazy. nightmares. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it all makes sense, but I was just like, oh, honey. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry do you feel that way like have I done something and I was like no I love you very much it's just something weird that my brain is doing oh. so that's been a great time yeah yeah uh so that's what's new with everybody else right <laughs> oh man so I did an Instagram poll oh and I asked people just if we did a Q&A, what kind of questions they would have. So I'm going to mm-hmm. ask you the questions so you'll answer and then I can answer. Okay. So one question says, what are the worst things slash the worst homophobic slash uncultured things that straight people ask you? Um, do you use a strap on? That's like one of the first questions that people want to ask. And I'm like, but do you? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, who's the dude? You still get that question? Well, it's, I haven't recently, mm-hmm. but um, I feel like people that don't know us or our relationship in general or straight people in general, that's a normal question. No, for specifically for you. What are things that people have asked you? Oh, they have asked me that before. Who? Anybody that I know? Uh, I don't remember offhand, but okay. probably. All right. Um, those are the... The two main ones that I can think of. Mm-hmm. So, what about what about you? I don't know that I get stupid questions like that. Um, the dumbest things that are said as far as our relationship goes to me are usually from straight men. Kind yeah. of, you know, who... I have a dick. Like, what can I... How can I assist? Oh, or you just haven't had the right dick. And I'm like... Oh, that that's not it, but that's not it. Um, so that's a no. question that I got a lot. And then just uncultured things. <clears throat> Nothing really super uncultured. Like there are some people who are very opposed to interracial dating, but I have not encountered any of those people personally. Mm-hmm. And nobody's been audacious enough to say anything like that to me online either. So mm-hmm. I don't get a ton of those types of questions. Or it'll just be someone that we're very mildly acquainted with that have questions about just yeah. sex stuff. Yeah. 
Oh, I can think of one. Um, someone asked me, it was like the first time I'd seen them since I'd gotten my hair cut and mm-hmm. I was wearing uh, more masculine clothes. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, what was the word that they used? They were, it was like a po- politically correct version of, so like, you just want to be a dude now type of thing. Um, but I don't remember the exact Who verbiage. Who is this? Um, it, I'll, I'll tell you later. I've forgotten about it because I just turned it around and was like, no, you know, just trying to... How did that make you feel when they asked you that? Uh, like they were ignorant and they didn't know any better. So it, it felt more like an opportunity for me to educate them more than anything else. Hmm. I feel, I feel since I've gotten my haircut, like that I am, am I feel empowered mm-hmm. to help others um, just feel accepted throughout, no matter, you know, how they dress, what they look like, Mm -hmm. uh, how they identify, any of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So if I have the opportunity, now I view it as an opportunity to educate versus uh, getting offended most days. Mm. That's rude. If they would have caught me on the bad day, they got cussed out. Oh, 100%. It was a good day, though. So Next question. Uh, reflections back on childhood of holy shit I was so gay so memories you have of being a child and now in retrospect thinking damn I was such a little queer kid Mm, um there was this one friend and we would play like girlfriend boyfriend Mm -hmm. sometimes like when we would have sleepovers Mm -hmm. and uh I always played the boyfriend Mm -hmm. and uh I like looking back on it now I'm like oh I mean that makes that makes sense um infatuations with like women who were like teachers or leaders or something like that that I was associated with that weren't just me looking up to them it was because I had crushes on them Mm -hmm. I think those are the aha moment i always had the teacher that i had a crush on and then there was always a teacher or a coach Mm -hmm. that i think that i could sense that something was different about them Mm -hmm. and always really wanted to even if it wasn't like a romantic interest because that's a part of my sexuality that Mm -hmm. i have always felt in tune with even since i was really little because you know like if i would hold hands with little boys and i would hold hands with little girls and it made me feel the same way Mm. and you know they're whatever i mean it just wasn't weird for me it wasn't really an aha moment it was like this is what it is and the older i got i was like oh this is definitely not something that i can share with my Mm. parents because this would not be good yeah um but (laughs) it was always some kind of teacher and it was always a teacher that might have had a short haircut or a teacher that was always wearing track pants or a teacher that was not really always dressed in a super feminine way and that usually ended up being like my favorite teacher or the one I wanted to stay around to help out a lot or whatever. Yeah, I remember specifically this one teacher in high school that Mm -hmm. I felt that way about. Mm -hmm. Um, Like looking back on it now, I always just like wanted to be around them, but I never got the opportunity to be in their class. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like I would just try to find ways to like insert myself Mm -hmm. into something, but it never really worked out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then when I was in college, I ran into them at uh, the very first time I ever went to a gay club. Mm -hmm. They were there and I was like, Oh, friggin' knew it. 
Oh, well, I mean, I did, but I didn't because, you know, the realization that I was gay didn't happen for me until I was yeah, late teens, like 19. Yeah. 20. Next question. Uh, just in regards to maintaining your individuality in your, lar- your long term. You want to try again? Maintaining your individuality in your long term relationship. Blah, blah, blah. What? <laughs> What did you, I I don't, I didn't, I don't know the whole question. That's the question. Just what, I guess, like what. How do we do that? Question, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, we each have our own interests and stuff too. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You know, if there's a particular show that you don't want to watch, I'll watch it by myself. Mm -hmm. Or uh, I really love to watch sports and you don't. So Mm -hmm. like we'll go into separate rooms or um, we, I'll go eat lunch or a meal with my parents and you won't come or mm-hmm. even vice versa mm-hmm. uh and i feel like we just it's okay for us to have those separate interests but mm-hmm. most of the time i would you're, you're my best friend and i would rather just hang out with you in general same so, so that's what i would say um like 90 95 of the time i would for mm-hmm. i would prefer to be with you doing whatever yeah but it's not debilitating or crippling or anxiety inducing no. for you to do something by yourself or for me to do something by myself um and i do do a lot of things like alone like i like to like go to museums right. or i'll just go to lunch and have lunch by myself or um go see a show like at a theater or something like that um yeah alone or whatever just if i need the time right i don't have a problem with going to the gym by myself or taking a class by myself right. or you know anything like that so i guess maybe it's different for well it's definitely different for everybody yeah but i also feel like it's kind of different with people in our community versus just with people that are in a like cishet relationship mm-hmm. and you know that tends to be a lot of where we see a lot of separation and they have a lot of other interests outside of their partner mm-hmm. and it's a lot of interests or company that they keep to, you know, we've talked about this before where they like to talk about all the things that their partner doesn't do the right way Mm. or that they don't like or whatever. And we're really, really careful to not have those types of interactions outside of our relationship. Mm. And something else that we've tried to do was to befriend other couples that are, that have a similar mentality and things like that. So it feels like we have something in common more than it being something to stray. Yeah. I will be the first one to admit I do not trust other people. Um, it's not my jam. I don't always feel like other people have the purest of intentions. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have anything to do with me not trusting you. It's about other people. Right. And them having access in a way. So that's just something that we communicate a lot about. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny that you bring that up. Um, a couple of people and I were talking about um, one of our friends apparently got divorced. And uh, they were saying now that, um, you know, he and his spouse are divorced. Like, it's just going to be uh, they're waiting on the uh, aftermath or the effect that it'll have on that group of friends. Mm-hmm. And then the other um, people wanting to get divorced soon too because misery loves company or um, mm-hmm. you want to be in the same mindset right yep. like I'm single and free and I want you to be single and free so yep. let's let me convince you to that your marriage isn't as great too and 
y'all have to protect your energy Mm -hmm. guys like we were in a similar situation where Mm. it was it seemed one way and then it was another way Mm -hmm. and then that seemed to exacerbate some other underlying things and then it was you that actually pointed it out and I was like oh well now that you say that it does kind of make sense actually yeah that timeline yeah yeah it It did weird yeah it was super strange so So, um that's us yeah we still have those um like we still have different things that we like to do separately but Mm -hmm. uh ultimately we like each other and enjoy spending time together yeah like you don't like to sit in here and play music with me i will sit Mm -mm. in this room and play music for hours and hours and hours by myself i take piano lessons on (laughs) my tablet I will sit in here and learn tablature and yeah. chords and, you know, play through all that. A you're playlist great. of songs. You're great at it. I enjoy Woo-hoo. listening to you through the wall. Um, <laughs> I just haven't recovered from trying to be a music major and f- keeping my love of music yet to want to play for funsies. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, so. I like to read while you do that. Yeah, I like to read too. And sometimes we will just like sit and read different books together yeah and, and we also hands. like to do <laughs> other things like i really like board games i'm mm-hmm. waiting for like a rainy saturday so that we can because mm-hmm. our new saturday thing i like to get up and make breakfast we like to have pancakes eggs for you and yeah. veggie sausage and orange juice and, and you make always, eggs for the dogs and i make so eggs cute. for the puppies they love it so all the dogs get an egg and then you usually get two yeah. eggs and then that's just an active service that I yeah. like to do because it makes you so I love excited. That. <laughs> well, because as a kid, like we didn't, um, I always had on the weekends like early morning games and stuff, mm-hmm. and so there wasn't really time for breakfast or even on weekdays. Like we were all just trying to wake up mm-hmm. and be functional, and so breakfast was really just a fin for yourself type of deal, mm-hmm. and there was plenty to eat in there. But uh, the only time I remember really having breakfast made for real for real it's christmas day like Mm -hmm. it was a a big deal on Mm -hmm. christmas day to have breakfast cooked so so i enjoy that and you've helped me accomplish some of my goals for this year when we started we talked about some of my goals were learning to cook more Mm -hmm. um and different things y'all i didn't know how to make pancakes Mm -hmm. don't judge uh so but you don't know until you know yeah so 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 she taught me how to make pancakes and i i now can make some of the most beautiful pancakes i'm good at flipping them um i learned how to make some street nachos and my other thing was to read um read a lot of books this year Mm -hmm. and i'm already like 10 books in Mm -hmm. so i feel like i'm kicking some ass like we just started february and i'm 10 books in yeah Eh, eh, eh. Mm -hmm. so yeah anyway (laughs) so those were the questions okay and i thought that was super cute i love it when y'all engage i especially really adore the person um that sent those messages because she just sent me several messages and i love her very much for (laughs) her cooperation so if you would like to participate in these conversations um i would really appreciate it you can follow us on instagram at sweetesthoney.love i you can dm me or you can also email info at sweetesthoney.love if you want to tell a story you want to share some nice words you have questions Mm -hmm. anything like that email or dm okay So, um, today's episode is going to be just to our sisters that 
really, really like the dick and the people attached to the dicks, okay? So we're talking about our straight women friends. We love you so much. And there are so many things about these dynamics that you have with your counterparts that we do not understand, Mm. but maybe we can help. As we mentioned, we have been really enjoying the hell out of some trash reality television, such as The Bachelor. Oh, this season's the worst. (laughs) It's so bad. Temptation Island. If you don't know the premise of Temptation Island, it's basically four couples couples, that decide they're not married or engaged Mm -hmm. yet, but they decide, you know what? Our relationship might be falling apart. It might be great. I might be in love with you. I might hate you. I'm really not sure. Do you know what sounds like a great idea? Going to Hawaii, you going to one house with three other people, me staying in a house with three other people, and they bring 12 people of the opposite sex for me to possibly fuck or date or leave you for. Who are all single. (laughs) All single and everybody that are those 12 singles are looking for somebody to fall in love with it's a shit show yeah and at the end they come back together to decide if they want to stay together leave the island together leave the island alone or leave the island with someone else so one of the new singles it's fucking ridiculous and they're also not supposed to speak to each other for the entire time that they're apart it's a month of them being apart in two separate houses they cannot communicate with each other but the producers can fuck them over by showing them like a 10 to 10 to 20 second clip of their choosing of what's happened the week before. So like during the week, they can pick this little thing and they even have a disclosure, a disclaimer that says, you don't know what happened right before this scene and you don't Mm -hmm. know what happens right after this scene. So it could be a conversation or like a hug that could have been totally innocent. But if you're in a hyper emotional state, Mm -hmm. it could be really fucked up looking to you or it could be like somebody's getting in bed or making out with somebody or having sex with somebody. Body. like why would you do that like Don't know. why why would you put yourself super in that dumb i would not situation so temptation island mm-hmm. married at first sight if yeah. you don't know the premise of married at first sight it's exactly as it sounds they have paired five people together this season and they are the dullest yeah, people you could couples, ever meet and yeah. there's one adorable couple but it's still really not that exciting this season um usually four or five couples together that are all for whatever reason one race and heterosexual yeah um, and the premises that they, these quote expert matchmakers end quote have matched these people. And this is supposed to be their perfect match. They enter into a legally binding marriage immediately. And then they have what 90, how many days, 60 days, eight weeks. Okay. So two months to decide whether or not they want to stay with the person that they married or get a divorce. And it's a shit show. Six or eight weeks, regardless. Something like that. <laughs> Shit show. Yeah. And then, of course, we've been watching 90 Day Fiance oh. and all of its sub... <laughs> it's all terrible, yeah. All of its sub series, episodes, whatever Jesus. you want to call it. Yeah. It's a hot mess. So we watch a lot of, like, garbage television that's not really good for your soul, but it's so, so, so entertaining um, to watch these most of the, You know, I mean, like, in all of these shows, all these people have been straight people. Yeah. And... It's a lot of straight women. We've got straight women friends that, you know, confide in us and let us know about the things Mm -hmm. that go on with them. So we just want to talk about, (laughs) 
We just want to talk about it. We want to see if we can help y'all. Okay. We just want to be able to help. Um, so all of our queer friends that listen to this, our queer honeybees, if you have a straight friend that could benefit from this, just, just, just pass it along. Just, it'll seem really cute and non-menacing in the beginning. It'll be like, oh my gosh, this is so funny. You should just check it out. And then we're going to try to help them fix their lives. You can just call me Anla and, uh, we're going <laughs> to, we're, we're going to get through this together. You guys, <laughs> like, we're here for you. Straight women. Are y'all okay? <laughs> yeah. So babe, yeah. what would you say like are some issues that LGBTQIA plus couples have? Um, you know, I really, I mean, oh, one of them is going to be, sorry. I, you know, I got to get all my thoughts together. Mm-hmm. One of them is going to be, um, settling for someone because they're into you, mm-hmm. right? But you're not uh, as into them, right so uh, just an imbalanced relationship yeah an imbalanced yeah. relationship or even uh settling because you don't think that you could get anyone better than that mm-hmm. yeah uh, especially and i find that that's especially true when somebody is like freshly come out yeah and embracing who it is that they are and yeah. they find a queer person and they're just like this, this is it this is yeah. it let's yeah. get married tomorrow yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, guilty. Um, <laughs> so there's definitely that one. Um, a lot of the time is going to be the, uh, like, for me, I went through that personally. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it wasn't great. Um, it was an emotionally abusive relationship, sometimes verbally. Mm-hmm. And uh, I stayed in it because I was like, I just, I, I guess this is it. I don't think I can find anyone better than this. Mm-hmm. And like the gaslighting makes you think that this is, this is all that you're going to be able to mm-hmm. to go through. It's almost like a trauma bond, right? Like, almost. especially if you've been isolated, if you don't have the support of your family, mm. they don't have the support of your yeah. family. It's really, really easy to get caught up in something yeah. that is really unhealthy and not good for either one of you, but it's like a safety in it because yep. you've both been cast out and isolated, but you have each other. So it's yeah. like your own bubble that you're in with this yeah. person, even if it's shit, but you're like, but they love me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like codependency is another thing that you Ooh. see a lot of where, yeah. again, like it's just not a healthy bond and it's other people. And you know, it's something that I analyze about myself, even in our marriage. A lot of the times I'm just like, do I feel comfortable with being alone or being with other people? Mm-hmm. And then you know, I kind of have to sort through that. And then I think, well, no, I spend time with you because I want to, not just because like I'm obsessed with you. Right. I'm not checking up on you every hour of the day, unless I know you're supposed to be in a car because traffic is crazy and I don't want you to be dead on the highway or Thank anything. You. But if you're out with somebody, I always give you your space to yeah. do what you need to do. I like to know like if you're, you know, when you're coming home so I right. can know when to expect you. Again, it's a safety thing. I think right. about you dying a lot. Um, Not when I'm trying to murder you in my oh. dreams, but just traffic is bad and you have a really big commute you get tired you know i mean just you're human and you're fragile because all bodies are fragile and i don't want you to die like yeah and that codependency goes a long long way um almost to the point to where codependency and isolation can kind of go hand in hand where they like um one or both members of a relationship don't like for the others to have Uh, friendships Mm -hmm. they're like no you can't hang out with that person by Mm -hmm. yourself like unless we're doing it together you can't do it Mm -hmm. Uh, 
it's I just but I get it but at the same time like it can be you know you have to understand where they're coming from what type of trust they have right and stuff like that I just would not if you were befriending somebody that was queer and single and I think that you there's a possibility that they may be attracted to you or otherwise Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be comfortable with you spending time one-on-one with that person but in a group setting not a big deal right even if it was you and like other people like Mm -hmm. not me necessarily but if it was just you and just some brand not comfortable with it I'm just not I don't think it's appropriate and it wouldn't be appropriate for me to do the same either right but I think that goes into a pro of our relationship um or even some LGBTQIA plus relationships is the communication Mm -hmm. like you and I do a really good job of communicating with each other and Mm -hmm. so like if you didn't feel comfortable you would literally say I don't feel comfortable with that and then we'd have a conversation yeah and continue on and yeah so I don't I don't know I just well I'm just I'm only speaking for myself but I can see how me saying I feel comfortable with you spending time with other people under certain conditions can sound very contradictory to Mm. I'm not jealous or possessive because I I am but I can still separate it but it's just a level of comfort yeah for me it's not a control it, it's no. not a controlling thing for you. No. Whereas in some relationships, it's very much so a, a control thing. Like that yeah. one person wants to have control over the situation. True. And I want, I don't want you to, I don't want you to be exposed to other people who may give you that attention because you might see that, holy crap, you are a great person as opposed to this light that I've painted you in. Okay. Hmm. No. I don't know. It just... It, I feel I feel like I contradict myself a lot where that's concerned mm. because there are times I have to analyze it a lot and be like, is this a control thing? Yeah. Because control is safety and it's safe to tell your spouse, like, I'm really not comfortable with this because of like what could possibly happen. It doesn't have anything to do with you, but I don't want you to be in this position. And then it end up being a big, I, I don't know, but. Well, it's a, it's protecting our relationship more than than a control thing for but me. I could still see how it could seem that way you know okay. what I mean I don't know so yes I completely agree um with that sentiment and then what about some LGBTQIA plus relationship pros well I already said communication yes um that's definitely one of mine mm-hmm. um I would typically say open-mindedness mm-hmm. would be another um those are the only two that popping my head off off the bat what about you so for me like an instantaneous sense of family or support or belonging Mm, i gotcha so in our relationship which has been like the first like you know i've dated women before but it's never been a relationship so serious i gotcha to the point to where it's like here is like a declaration this is this part but i was kind of that way no matter who i was dating where it would have to really be serious for it to be something that was broadcast like after i was a fully formed adult person um so that's a big one and then like you said communication but even where like life-altering decisions are concerned so i feel like 
queer people in general tend to be more open-minded and more communicative about their attitudes about children, Mm. about their values, Mm -hmm. about tradition, about what they want their family to look like, whether that be gender roles, Mm -hmm. who works, who takes care of certain things, um, their faith. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, like making a big move or anything like that. Mm. I feel like a lot of the time they might be, um, that it would be more likely that they would be on the same page about those things versus that's all of those things sound like the reason that we've heard people breaking up, people yeah. getting divorced and their relationships falling right? apart because of those things. Like our first date, we talked about almost all of those. Yeah. Every I'm pretty one. sure all of, all of yep. that. Every single one, which is why I feel like we do as well as we do today mm-hmm. because like we were so compatible are so compatible mm-hmm. that it was just like oh okay everything lines up now let's just see personality wise if if we're a good match mm-hmm. right so it just made it so much easier and took all of those fundamental things mm-hmm. out you know because man i can't imagine trying to uh or navigating someone that wanted children when I didn't. Mm-hmm. And then I would probably end up, I would end up folding. And then I would end up having a kid or something with and somebody. And being so resentful <sighs> and feeling so uncomfortable. We've, you know, had people like that in our lives before where, you know, one person yeah. might have a kid and the they're partnered with somebody yeah. that didn't want children, but they mm-hmm. fell in love with this person. And it was a package deal type of thing. Mm-hmm. But you can't negotiate. You cannot compromise when it comes to offspring. You can't. No. You can't go. You can't have half a baby. <laughs> like, you can't be like, okay, well, just one. You can't it's be half not, in it. You yeah. can't do that. It's not sweets. It's not a cheat day. It's a human being with an entire life. You can't compromise on that. So that's really, really important. And interfaith relationships, I understand, are not impossible, but it can be very, very difficult, especially if you're in the South, because... <laughs> I've got I've got a specific example. We're on the Bible Belt. We sure y'all. the hell are. Uh, so you know, back before I realized I was gay and was in church all the time, mm-hmm. um, I remember there was this one couple uh, in church, or one lady who was a Christian, but her husband was a Muslim, mm-hmm. and like I just remember so many conversations or prayers or prayer meetings had over this man. Mm-hmm to that he would convert to to christianity and i like looking back on it now i'm like what the fuck Mm -hmm. like let let the man be like just because you are doesn't mean that he has to be and you knew this going into it why my god why do you have to why do you have to force your religion on someone else he is the only god that no other god should be worshipped or put before him so i'm just trying to save my husband's soul so that we can both rest in eternal peace in heaven or someone who doesn't believe in god or who is agnostic like i remember that in church too Mm -hmm. like they had so many prayers over these these women's husbands or these different spouses so that they would see the light and come to god Mm -hmm. and you know jesus jesus loves you Mm -hmm. and the whole thing and like oh i don't get it i wonder i always wonder if people that practice christianity if it's different in other continents so like i wonder if 
the language that would be used and the way that services work and the way that people connect to one another, um, as far as Christianity is concerned, is different if we were in Australia or if we were in Europe or if we were, you know, well, not in Africa, because I know that that's not necessarily a very prevalent um, religion in a lot of African countries. But just in general, in these different areas, I wonder if it's as cultish (laughs) as it is in the United States and other regions of the world. From what I've seen and researched, yes, Mm -hmm. is the answer to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you have all the different denominations of Christianity, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And ultimately, they guide in their, um, it's not philosophies, I forget the the terminology that they use for their beliefs, mm-hmm. um, or p- particular beliefs within the denomination, mm-hmm. uh, is that regulates the way that they run their services. Like, mm-hmm. is it a liturgical service? So is it like super orthodox, right? Like a Catholic church or an Episcopalian church mm-hmm. versus uh, Methodist is a little less liturgical. Um, and like you have the different things, but... Uh, that dictates more of how things are run and the beliefs that they have Mm -hmm. versus where they are, Hmm. from my understanding. Interesting. Uh, I mean, like, the Pope, you know, is the human form of of God speaks for him on his behalf, is the closest to God out of all humans on earth, Mm -hmm. supposedly, if you're Catholic. Sure, bud. So, like, what he says goes, and uh, and it goes across all nations. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. interesting. But there's not really a person that's like that for just Christianity. So that makes more sense to me. Like, I could see how that would work for Catholicism, mm-hmm. but just Christianity as a whole. I don't. I don't know. Any, I, don't know. I didn't mean to get off on Sorry, the religion no, tangent. Yeah. I was just. I just thought about that. Anyway, so between <laughs> watching all of these cisgendered heterosexual women on reality mm-hmm. TV and seeing our friends go through their own experiences as well as our own experiences with dating men, because don't yeah. forget we did that before because we were wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, dear straight women, communication with men. I feel like men are very simple creatures and I don't say that in a way that's insulting I feel like women in general are just very complex it's the way that we're made up it's the way that our brains are shaped it is the way that our emotions run through us Mm -hmm. it is just how we work we are going to run through scenarios differently we're going to think differently we process information differently we connect with other living beings differently in general than men do So I feel like you need to be very concise and direct in Mm -hmm. your communication and you need to pay attention to the way that they communicate with you and that they are not always going to be verbal communicators. Mm -hmm. So for everything that they're doing and saying, you also need to be paying attention to what they are not saying and doing and not assign it a different meaning, not try to make it something that it isn't, but just literally pay attention to what you observe or what you don't observe. Yeah. It goes back to love languages too. Like they, every, no matter, matter what type of relationship you're in the love languages will Mm -hmm. will help regardless yeah but also just in general just with communicating with them they're not Mm -hmm. going to respond to information for the most part and for every one of these situations some does not mean all however in these experiences that we've had heard about witnessed 
these are applicable. So just pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. These are not your girlfriends. Try to give them meat and potatoes. If they ask you to elaborate on yeah. things, are you mad? do it that way. <laughs> if they ask you if you're upset, you need to be direct with them because yes. this is how they are establishing your patterns of behavior. They're not always going to see all of the things that your girlfriend sees and be like, oh my gosh, girl, you got bags under your eyes. You have not washed your hair. It is oily. You are not doing your skincare regime like how you need to. Are you drinking water, girl? What are you doing? They're not thinking about that. <laughs> they don't think about the different shades of pink that they're might be they just see pink they don't see magenta or hot pink or salmon they see pink so you just need to think about things like that because it's just the way that they're wired there's Mm. other things that they may be taking in a little bit more everybody does not have that natural knack for detail that way yeah and that's been my experience with the male partners that I chose as well Mm. where they might have been really really good at some detailed things it was not always the detailed things that I would have liked yeah Yeah, no, in my younger years, you know, because that was the only time I dated dudes, Mm -hmm. uh, my communication was very passive aggressive. Mm -hmm. Like I would never tell them that I was mad or what had made me mad. They always had to like figure it out Mm -hmm. and it took like a day Mm -hmm. or two. And by that time, I'm so pissed off that they didn't just know why I was mad. And that's not fair. Nobody can read your mind. Yeah. And if someone was going to read your mind, it would not be your boyfriend, (laughs) male fiance, or husband. I promise it's not. I'm sorry. He might surprise you sometimes, but that's probably not his jam. Okay. Yeah. Number two, setting slash expressing your expectations, especially when you are in the early stages of your relationship when you're dating. So the way that Allison just talked about our first date, what did we talk about on our first date, babe? Um, Kids, do Mm -hmm. we want them or not? Mm -hmm. Uh, Religion, are Mm -hmm. we in it or not? Um, Where do we see ourselves in 10 years? Um, Do you, how many dogs do you want? Marriage. Yeah, I want to be married. I'm not in this just for funsies. I'm in this to find the person I am supposed to marry. Sex, exclusivity. Uh, Yeah, like from our First, first interactions yeah. even not it even the just, first date like us like, just messaging yeah. back and forth yeah these these were conversations we were having because i was serious about mm-hmm. finding you know the person i was supposed to be with mm-hmm. um and was tired of of being fucked with right you know so i was just like do you want this or not cool you don't boom we're not talking anymore let's mm-hmm. move on right uh so when you showed up i was like fuck yes mm-hmm. this is it yes yeah it all matches up. Yeah. Yeah. Your tiny hands are very aggressively expressive. I was excited. Aggressive gesticulation. And it kind of goes back <laughs> into, you know, communication. Mm-hmm. So again, if he is somebody, your relationship is maybe based in a sexual encounter mm. instead of it being something that's very emotional. If you have a conversation about what are you looking for? Are you married? Are you in a relationship? Are you monogamous? These are things that you have to figure out because that's how you can realistically manage your expectations. You're not expecting something other than what they understand is expected of them. Mm -hmm. And then you're not getting your hopes up and they're never going to be able to meet your expectations because you're not, you don't have the same goal. So setting expectations and goal setting in your relationship, whether that you're just fucking, you're just hanging out, they're Hmm. your activity partner, or this is like future husband. Mm-hmm. you need to set those and be realistic about them number three um this is one of our favorite things to talk about um pushing for getting engaged or for a proposal so oh, ladies <laughs> ultimatums don't work no 
at all. No. Um, in fact, they, they typically have the opposite effect of what you want. Absolutely. I, um, I had a boyfriend break up with me because of an ultimatum type of thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, that worked out for me. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it would have, I think, probably worked out for you regardless. It was oh, years before we met. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> but yet, like, nobody likes to feel pressured into something mm-hmm. regardless of uh, whether it's heterosexual, same sex. It doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. nobody likes feeling... A, a timeline on it mm-hmm. you know or like backed into a corner and mm-hmm. like you have to do this or we're gonna do it because then we get into a fight or flight type of mentality yep and we're gonna be like well bye yep or start finding little things that that the other person does that we don't like and then we'll just it doesn't so that you can make them pick a fight with you so yep. that they'll end up leaving you so you don't have to be the bad guy about it yes yeah so don't do that. <laughs> Again, it goes back into managing expectations. Do not think that your fuck buddy is randomly one day going to be like, you know, what? I really think I want a wifer. He doesn't. He might want to like put it in your butt or oh. like come in your eye Ew. or <laughs> tie you up or blindfold you. He might let you like play with his butthole. I don't know. But he's probably not thinking about marriage he's probably thinking about some dirty shit that he's wanting to try how flexible you are and what's going to happen he's not thinking about your ring size he's thinking about like yeah other things (laughs) so again it just goes into realistically managing those expectations do not try to push somebody into a corner just like my wife said because it is not going to work out the way that you think it's going to for Mm -mm. example me in college bay i was just like look i need you to do x y and z or when i get back we're not gonna be da 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 da." and he was like well i guess that's not what we're doing then bye and i was like well damn that's not what i expected (laughs) with us at all i'm getting ready to leave my dorm room and go home and i got no boyfriend no more well damn and uh he was serious and you know looking back on that he was not ready for that you know it got to a point to where the natural progression i thought of what was going on is not where he was and okay Mm -hmm. like my wife said like it worked out for us that's great didn't feel great at the time it hurt for a while but at the same time, he was not responding to that ultimatum shit. Also, if he is a Leo, he is not going to respond to that ultimatum shit. <laughs> or a Scorpio. A Scorpio will ghost you. He'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. You want what now? He will change his phone number. I'm just kidding. I don't speak from experiences, but Scorpios <laughs> terrify me. I do not trust them at all. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Um, number four, realistic marriage ideals. What does that mean? So, again, realistically managing your expectations for what marriage should be. Gender roles. Who is the head of household? Do you want to have a traditional household where it's Mm. God, your husband, the wife, and then the children that are underneath? Do you want to be barefoot and pregnant? Do you want to be a stay-at-home mom? When you have children, what's your position going to be? Are you going to be expected to quit your job, to leave your career, to stay home and be a homemaker? Are you building something together? Do you want to be more transient? do you want to um just all of these different things what do you want your relationship with your in-laws to be like or Mm -hmm. your other family or whatever what do holidays look like exactly so Uh, what do you want your marriage to look like yeah uh you know what's important to you is it more important to have like the big house and that type of thing and not to be able to have as many experiences or do you need all of that what do you you know right and i feel like we once again had that conversation Mm -hmm. like literally first date (laughs) i don't need all the big stuff i would rather have travel and have experiences yeah we talked about having a cute little craftsman style home with a three bedroom two bathroom for good resale value and enough room for (laughs) a 
whole bunch of small dogs. Like, and that Lo and was behold, here we are. Yeah, with our three bedroom, two bathroom house that's yeah. pretty craftsman style with mm-hmm. enough room for our four little tiny dogs to run around. Like, it's we realistically mm-hmm. managed exactly where we are and what we're doing. Yeah. Um, also, the bigger the house, the more you got to clean. And I just, right. I, I, I don't want to. How do you want to be spoken to? How often mm. are you going to be intimate with one another? Yeah. Like all of these things are, yeah. and sex is a completely different topic. We can talk about it because I saw your eyes just No, 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 that oh. wasn't, that wasn't it. Um, you mentioned how you want to be spoken to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that one really hits home to me because mm-hmm. I am very sensitive to criticism. Yep. And so like, if you come at me a certain way, uh, where I view it as you being critical towards me Mm -hmm. without any sort of softness or kindness behind it, Mm -hmm. I will shut down and it like in a heartbeat and I'll be like, nope, we're done. Uh, I forget where I heard this, but it was always when delivering criticism, stroke, Mm -hmm. stroke, poke. So it's like an ego stroke, an ego stroke, and then whatever your criticism is. And another thing for you, it was very important because again, you know, we learn from our environments, right? And something that you cannot handle, it makes you crazy. It sends you spiraling is if I'm upset about something, you need to be able to talk about it right away and to diffuse it right away and for to not be shut out. And my way of processing was to Mm. like go into a room and close the door and be alone and think about what I needed to do. So now I think that we are that I have grown a lot in that way. I'm sure I'm not perfect, but I have grown a lot in that way. Excuse me, where it could be like I needed to be alone for two or three hours at a time. And I just needed you to not talk to me. I needed to not look at you. I just needed to be left alone. And now it can be like, give me a couple minutes. My feelings are hurt or I'm upset. I'm aggravated. Give me a little bit and I will, we can talk about why. And then I can usually condense that time into 10 or 15 minutes and then I can be like okay honey this is why I'm upset (laughs) this is what happened I love you very much this is not something that is going to be life altering but it hurt my feelings because of this (laughs) yeah or I was frustrated because of this or whatever I love you very much this was annoying please do not do it again yeah because you can (laughs) you used to well you still can in other relationships just hold on to things for a while Mm -hmm. Whereas I'm mad for like five minutes and then I'm over it mm-hmm. uh, because of just that personality type. Uh, the the conflict, like you were talking about, mm-hmm. just makes makes me so anxious. Mm-hmm. And I just I just want everybody to be happy. Like I just right. I just want a peaceful environment. And the household that I grew up in was if you piss somebody off, the door was shut. Like an open door meant that everything was okay, mm-hmm. that it was okay to approach. A closed door meant that you were upset. We did not talk about it unless mm. the person who was upset, you know, my mom was ready to talk about it Mm. and then she would be the one to address it but it was never anything that I could just go and say mom why are you upset because if you went and approached her it would piss her off more Hmm. so a closed door meant we're just gonna leave it you just quietly be probably out of sight out of mind so usually her closed door meant that I would do what I needed to do outside really quickly and very quietly and I would go in my room and close my door Mm. and then usually probably wait it out until like bedtime when it was time for like a hug or a kiss and if I got a hug or a kiss then we might be okay tomorrow if I didn't get a hug or a kiss I would just have to wait and see how things Hmm. were the next day yeah, no, like if I've upset you or something like that, uh, I want I want that hug and a kiss to know that we're okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I want it now. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm sorry. Just like, I'm sorry. 
get the fuck away from me because I do not want to hug or kiss, <laughs> but I will still do it. I'll be like, I you can have a hug. I feel real salty, but see, and what's weird is I, I don't squeeze remember, you, I um, like in childhood, uh, any, like how my parents responded when they were angry or, ups- or upset. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how that yeah happened but it probably you had the opposite of my experience because I felt like I was the reason a lot for the upset if I couldn't pinpoint it to something that my sibling did it it only left me you know I didn't think about work or other friends or family or anything like that her door is shut she's pissed off at me Mm. she didn't talk to me that day she's mad at me I did that you know I did something to put her in this mood so yeah yeah I mean, I remember being sent to my room a couple of times, but there was always so much to do in there that it didn't feel like a play. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> yes, realistic marriage ideals. And then number five, kids. Children should be the culmination of your love and not the glue to hold your marriage, relationship, whatever together. I will say that again. Children should be the culmination. And the culmination is something when you bring two or more things together, this is what comprises of that. Your love for one another should be the reason that you have put your bodies together and created this human being with intent and with love and with a plan for how to make that a well-rounded, kind, loved, supported human being. Not an accident, not a mistake, not a circumstance, not an externality, but the culmination of your love and definitely not a reason for you to poke holes in a condom or lie about being on birth control to keep somebody with you that does not otherwise want to be with you. Do not do that to a child. Because that is going to grow up to be a really fucked up and hurt adult person Mm -hmm. that's going to probably continue to have these same patterns of behavior in their own relationships think about that like you just think about a baby I don't think about it being a baby like I carried a child inside of me and thought about what this person's life would be like in 16 years or in 20 years or 25 years or 30 years and how their upbringing and their parents and their relationships with their family members would pave the way for them to have healthy interactions with one another i feel so strongly about genetic trauma absolutely because yeah i mean genetic trauma at the same time and you're just like my brain does this and i'm not really sure why that's great go get a medication that's fine but when you can have um what's my brain trying to do um like your cognitive behavior so Mm. what you're you know cognizant of and what you have control over is you know happy and the behaviors that you've learned and what you witnessed are healthy and they make sense and you have learned kindness and compassion for other people the genetic stuff that might creep up on you a little bit later will be more easily managed than if everything was a hot mess and in disarray yeah so think about not just a baby or just a fetus or whatever you need to think about this woman or this man or this person that this will grow to be Mm-hmm. And how your decisions now can impact that. And if you don't think that that's going to be a good idea or whatever, adoption is always an option. And I don't care if this bothers you or not. Abortion is always an option because they're not a person until we out you. Okay. Or a certain part in, you know, gestation. But I don't want you to be so stuck on traditional values that you fuck somebody else's life up. Do you have anything to add about the children thing? No, I feel like you have covered <laughs> that one in, in wholeness. Okay. Number six, sex. 
sexy time. <laughs> so what are some important things in relationships about sex, in your opinion? Uh, well, the communication about it to begin with, what you like, what you don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, if uh, Knowing yourself so that you can communicate that to your partner. And also for our asexual listeners and other people, if sex is even important to yeah. you at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the... Um, how regularly you want to be having sex, mm-hmm. what sex actually means to you. Mm-hmm. Um, all, all that. Yeah. All that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have vaginismus? Do you have erectile dysfunction? Or does your partner have erectile dysfunction? Do you need a little bit more? Will you feel weird about porn? If that's something that they mm-hmm. need to get going, is that something you'll do together? You know, are you monogamous? Do you mm. only want to have sex with one another? Would you consider a poly relationship mm-hmm. or a monogamish um, arrangement where you might have other people come in the bedroom with you? On or, occasion, yeah. Right. You know, there's all kinds of different things about sex and what that might mean to people. Yeah. How do you want to be touched? How do you not want to be touched? I remember I was in a sexual situation some years ago and I playfully bit somebody mm-hmm. and that made that person become completely unhinged because it was a trigger from trauma from childhood that they had experienced Mm. didn't know anything about that we hadn't talked about it before this wasn't somebody I was very vested in or anything like that we were just joking around and at that point we had known each other for some time and that was an awkward time yeah talking about those different things and what that might mean and revisiting it on a on a frequent basis. Checking in. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I feel like you and I had a very... <laughs> this goes back. Had a very open and honest conversation about sex, like, from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, it... I identify more of long, along the lines of a demisexual. Mm-hmm. So, like, I need to have that connection with you before yeah. we have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So, and I said, you know, like, I want to take our time with this. Mm -hmm. And uh, the timeline moved up a little bit with that. But I also felt extremely connected to you very quickly. and safe. Very safe. And so, like, but we had already had those conversations about what we liked, what we disliked. Mm -hmm. uh, And um, just things of that sort before we even had our first sexual Mm -hmm. encounter. So, um, I felt very comfortable and very safe uh with you even that very first time yeah to to be able to be like okay this is this is okay no don't like that or Mm -hmm. something like that and um i know for me a lot of the times before you um i wasn't very good at communicating uh dislikes Mm -hmm. i would just try to appease my partner yeah uh and it's important to if you don't like something say that right or if you're not enjoying it or it's not bringing you any sort of pleasure it's okay mm-hmm. to speak up and say hey and that can be especially difficult for men because they're almost like this we think about them as having a certain fragility that's attached to their pride and mm. that's directly attached to their sexuality and the way that they can perform and how they can give you pleasure and things like that. But y'all have to stop lying to them about what you like and how great they're doing. Stop like, faking orgasms. It's okay <laughs> if y'all have to masturbate so that you can show them the way that you need to be touched or mm. what type of pressure you need because a lot of them are not necessarily going to be able to find your clit if they're going down on you, if it's 
hooded. They, they don't understand your anatomy. You have mm-hmm. been with your body forever. So even if you have to do some self-exploration so that you can show somebody else what you like, mm-hmm. just remember that that's what's going to happen. They don't fucking know what to do with your body. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to. And they could have had a really awesome time before with previous partners and she could squirt and do all this extra uh. stuff or whatever. And he's trying to do that same thing on you and it's uncomfortable. Somebody else could have been up and ready to go right away and you might need more lubrication um things like that so it it could be somebody else that's concerned about you know his size or his stamina and things like that and all of these are things that can be worked around worked on whatever um but it's important to have open discussions about those things and to create a safe space not just for you know for, for both of you yeah so yes (laughs) and then number seven tradition versus desire so what i mean by that again we're right here on the bible belt y'all so tradition versus desire how do you see your life panning out are you wanting to follow in your parents and grandparents and their grandpappy and grandmammy and all the rest of them do you want to follow in their footsteps you want to go to college in the same town stay in the same town be in the same town forever raise your kids with everybody else that you went to high school and college with do y'all want to move you know have a big move to somewhere else what do you want to do for a living how do you see your life essentially going instead of you being in this place where you're so caught up in all the emotions and then you get engaged and you're excited about planning a wedding and having a pretty ring and being able to say fiance instead of boyfriend y'all and you know doing all this and then you're planning for a wedding and then you're planning your honeymoon and then you're married and you're back and everything's not exciting anymore now what do you do yeah i um i can't get past anything that you just said except for grandpappy like i can't grandpappy i don't feel comfortable my mom papa yeah me mom papa no it's me mom people it's it's mama and papa my mom people yeah, I mean, there's, I don't there's know. Versions y'all of be calling y'all grandparents hella dumb shit Grand, out here. Granny, I don't know. granddaddy. I had a gammy and a pop pop. Mm-hmm. That's cute. And then I had my mother's biological father, to whom I referred as his first name both because of, I know him. Fair enough. Both Bruh. of my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> both of my grandfathers were granddaddy, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, my mom's mom was grandmother because she was just very proper mm-hmm. uh and then i had i had a mama she was from the country i had a mama but i don't think that i knew her before she died mm. it's my father's grandmother mm, i gotcha yeah hmm. so those are important things to discuss as well ideally is the life that you are in right now when you're dating is this the way that you see things forever or what your heart's desire are you wanting to do something creative yeah. are you wanting to be a nurse forever and he's an engineer or an accountant and this is what's happy and y'all watch Alabama football on Saturdays every Saturday until you die and you have a couple (laughs) kids and they play football probably badly because everybody's children is not good at football and you pick everybody up and drop them off at practice and you yeah if you're you've made it I guess you have a white Chevy Tahoe and blonde highlights y'all probably took your engagement pictures in a cotton field and got married on a plantation i mean is that what you want for your life i don't know i think that is a trash aspiration but if that's for you like 
make sure you talk about it with your boo thing. Okay. Okay. So number eight, <laughs> independence. Independence, having your own identity in your relationship. What, again, like expectations, what do you expect that to look like for you? Is your husband your best friend? Are y'all truly going to be best friends? Are you going to have a big group of friends that you bring together and these are all of your people? Are y'all going to be very social and do things together? Are you going to have your girlfriend? He's going to have his guy friends. They're going to have boys not out, but I'm going to call him 97 times because I'm super insecure. Remember, I pressured him into trying to marry me to begin with and I'm not really sure that he likes me anymore I got a little fat since I had my kids or (laughs) are y'all gonna spend time together with other couples and having different experiences and things like that I don't care how fat I get how fat you get like I'm always gonna be attracted to you and think that you a cute lady same um but that's also another conversation we've I'm gonna still be like that ass though (laughs) I'd be like, ooh, cheeky cheeks, some boy. Look at that. Look at that little tuss. I like that. That's the sound of my cheeks blushing. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> and then, again, marriage and friendships. What are you comfortable with? Have y'all talked about, you know, are, Saturdays are for the boys? Or you're just like, no, Saturdays are actually for the kids because we've got to take them. we got to take little Mike to hockey. we got to take little Lou Wayne to figure skating. And then we got to get little Sarah Bell over here to tumbling. So she can do her gymnastics because she's going to be cheering and whatnot. So we got to make sure they're doing that. You can't be going out with your boys on the golf course and doing all the rest of that shit now. Like, I don't want you hanging out with Greg anymore. He said some rude things about me. I know that he was talking about my cellulite because he was over there. Ugh. He had me pulled up on Facebook I know that he was talking about me Michael I know that he was and I'm frankly I'm sick of it oh my god um I I, I don't know you know I'm just trying to figure out like <laughs> what y'all got going on you know what I'm saying like what do you want those friendships to look like within your marriage yeah it goes back to uh the question that we got asked on Instagram just you know what do we do individually mm-hmm. uh so what about your hobbies and you know I've watched people really really get lost in marriage mm-hmm. and have so much of their identity be enmeshed in what their husband may do or what they can do for their husband and get lost between being a wife and being a mom that they forget who they are and Mm -hmm. what they enjoy and what their worth is. So you cannot put the entirety of your self-worth into another person. You cannot give them that responsibility. Your spouse's I feel like responsibility to you is to keep you uplifted, supported, loved, cared for, and that they can be dependable for you so they can be trustworthy and honest and a constant field of support for you as you are for them but you cannot make them the reason that you live you cannot make them the reason that you love yourself or that you like yourself or anything like that you can't live for your children because Mm -hmm. one day those kids are going to grow up and they're going to be adults and you can fuck off because they're (laughs) their own person now they don't need parenting anymore so it's really important to make sure that you're doing things that still fuel your soul play music take a pottery class sell LuLaRoe I don't know why you would do that sell 31 travel with your friends if you want to travel alone if you want to just have Find things that you group. can a small group yeah. or no group if you antisocialist fuck like child whatever start a podcast talk to your damn self the <laughs> point is 
um, just making sure that you have something so that you are always in touch with who you are right. and what you need and yeah, where yeah. you're going and that it's not just, well, I'm a mom and I'm a wife because I, I don't want to put the fear of God in you or anything like that. But anything could happen, you know, like nothing is guaranteed, not in your relationships, not in the fact that they'll wake up tomorrow and what are you going to do? Like, are you going to spend the next 20 years trying to figure out who the fuck you are because yeah. you lost it? Well, right. And it also goes into not being defined. I think another part of that is not being defined by your occupation mm-hmm. either. Because, uh, you know, what if you lose that? Then oh, what? hell yeah. So and a lot of people, a lot of people uh, identify themselves based on the, or their self-worth is based on what they do for a living. Absolutely. So. Um, and then number 10, speaking kindly. So just again, from experience, watching these shows, hearing, you know, talking to other friends and acquaintances and things like that. My least favorite thing is to listen to somebody gripe about how much they cannot stand their spouse and all of the things that their spouse does wrong and all of the ways that their spouse, partner, whatever, falls short. Stop doing that. Just fucking quit. Um, If you're with somebody that you don't respect, that you feel like doesn't respect you, that you don't care about, that you don't want to see grow, that you don't love emphatically with Mm -hmm. your whole heart, do not be with that person. I I don't care about your fucking kids. I don't care how long you've been married. If you're not getting what you need, leave that relationship. I promise you, your friends, your family, your mom is sick of hearing you fucking complain about your partner. Stop doing it. Like, if you and I get into an argument or something, I never, ever, ever, ever speak poorly about you Mm -hmm. um it's always i just want to figure out you know where the disconnect was Mm -hmm. um and even if that's the case i don't talk it out with friends or family members i talk it out with my therapist or with our marriage counselor or with uh the those people who have the tools to be able to help us figure out where that disconnect was not just jump on the negativity train and Mm -hmm. be in the bashing train Mm -hmm. because there are people out there that literally are waiting on you to say one negative thing so Mm -hmm. they can jump in and be Mm -hmm. like well i didn't want to say this but Mm -hmm. and then she's a fucking cunt can't fucking stand her she's the fucking worst and then you just like well damn like that was the way that you felt again it just goes into what kind of company do you keep Mm. These are all important things because it's all connected. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. those are. Yeah. I, uh, they, when I hear somebody speak poorly about their spouse or their partner, it immediately turns me off to them as a person. Like Same. I lose respect for them as a person. Same. And I'm like, okay, but if that's how you speak about the person that you are closest to in this entire world. How the fuck do you talk about anybody else? Right. I can't uh, trust you. Yeah. Yep. Don't like it. Absolutely. Mm. So our straight lady friends, those are 10 things that we offer to you. Also, please do not let anybody talk you into going onto a talk show, public forum or anything like that, talking about your issues. Um, I don't understand exactly what the appeal of being on a show like Temptation Island would be. Uh, I think that that is absolutely ridiculous and stupid. Um, and also 
all of the dudes are nerds on <laughs> The Bachelor, so please don't ever get tricked into thinking that he is like so great and you might get mono or maybe mouth herpes, definitely cold sores. Um, make sure you Jesus. take your Abreva. It's disgusting. Don't do it. Um, and chances are you probably won't win anyway. There's somebody that's willing to date you, you exclusively, and love you and appreciate you for the beautiful individual snowflake that you are. Okay. Snowflake. So that's just a little bit of what um mom had for you guys today <laughs> and we love you guys very much do not forget that we have merch for sale you can go to sweetesthoney.love we are doing a 20 percent off share the love sale yeah so this is how it's going to work you guys are going to leave us a review as well as a five-star rating you're going to screenshot <laughs> that and then when you email me for your orders you're going to attach that picture to it i'm going to take 20 percent off of your sale as long as you have at least purchased a t-shirt okay i'm not doing 20 percent off of the sticker button packs that's ridiculous um i would be probably at a loss at that point for other materials rendered um you can still buy them they're just five bucks but you need to <laughs> at least purchase a t-shirt um it can be multiple t-shirts it'll just be 20 percent off of the total order mm -hmm. now through valentine's day so and that is next they friday are soft as fuck they're, they're soft. so soft and after we get this inventory down we can start to workshop some new designs so that we can get new merch out for hopefully the spring or summer um just depending on all of this because i refuse to have a house full of t-shirts because y'all don't want to buy the shit i ain't got time for it oh so <laughs> you guys can email us at info at sweetesthoney.love. Again, on Instagram, we are on sweetest at sweetesthoney.love. And you can also follow us on Twitter at sweetesthoneypod. And that is it yep. for this episode of the Sweetest Honey Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> um, thanks so much for coming back to my YouTube channel. Oh, um, my no. name is Lilith, and oh, I would never listen thank to your you channel. Thank you so much for being here. So today we're gonna talk about no, we're not crocheting hats oh, for our naked species of cat. Ugh. And well, y'all, that's all we have today. This is Mercutio. We love you. He really loves it a lot. We'll talk to y'all later. <laughs> you are literally so rude, <laughs> <laughs> but we love you guys, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.